Hey, it's Lily Jamali. Marketplace Tech has a new limited series out on YouTube called Decoding Democracy. With rapid advancements in new technology like AI, disinformation efforts are more convincing and more misleading than ever. So we'll be discussing how to spot things like deep fakes, how to protect yourself from disinformation, and how to talk to your friends and family about it. As always, this fact-based journalism and vital information will be free and accessible to all. As a public service newsroom, donations from you help us take on ambitious reporting projects like this one. Every single gift makes a difference. Go to marketplace.org slash give tech. To celebrate Marketplace's 35th anniversary, we made some throwback thank you gifts you can get when you donate during this March fundraiser. We took our old dot-com era logo and put it on a sticker, a glass mug, a tote bag, and a t-shirt. No matter how you donate, you can get a fun piece of Marketplace history. Check them out at marketplace.org slash give tech. These limited edition gifts are only available through March 22nd. Get yours at marketplace.org slash give tech. Today, a brief tour around the world of internet suffixes. From American Public Media, this is Marketplace Tech. I'm Lily Jamali. Since 1974, well before the onset of the modern internet, there's been an international standard that's governed the assignment of two-letter codes to every country and territory on Earth. China got CN, Brazil got BR, the U.S., of course, got U.S. When the internet came along, those two-letter codes started getting used in domain names to signify where the owner of a website was based— But it didn't take long before outside companies and organizations started using them, too. In fact, for years now, they've sometimes been willing to pay a premium to use certain suffixes. Journalist Amy Thorpe has been writing about the profitable domain name marketplace for the website Rest of World. She said there's one trait that several well-known websites have in common. These sites use something called a domain hack, which is pretty much a clever usage of a domain suffix, usually added to create an extra level of um, meaning to a domain by spelling out um, a phrase, a word, or a name. So like to start with Twitch, for example, Twitch isn't actually operating out of Tuvalu, even though their domain name is www.twitch.tv. And we should say Tuvalu is an island nation in the South Pacific that has that dot tv domain suffix yes yeah exactly so tuvalu was assigned dot tv in 1995 um a lot of people will use tv instead of using it to signify a a geographical link to tuvalu they'll use it to as a stand-in for the word television that's why twitch has dot tv in its name because it's like a video-based platform and A lot of organizations have taken advantage of that for years now, but I've always wondered how much money does Tuvalu actually make from its domain suffix? Yeah, so prior to 2011, it was making about $2 million a year with a contract with VeriSign, which is a network infrastructure firm. In 2022, Tuvalu instead 
uh, signed a contract with GoDaddy, which is a domain registrar. Um, and it's been estimated that now Tuvalu makes up to um, $10 million a year with GoDaddy, which is about one sixth of its GDP. Um, and uh, Twitch, I think, is one of the reasons why this uh, increase in profits is happening, um, because it's part of this trend of like the popularization of the .tv domain. Um, and so Tuvalu has ultimately been able to use the profits um, from this like this lucky alternate meaning of its of its name to pave its roads to expand electricity access for its residents and also to pay its first uh, annual United Nations membership fee in 2000. And uh, I think for Tuvalu, uh, being able to assert the country's presence online um, has been really important because its physical presence in the world is being threatened by rising sea levels. Um, so it's been kind of a way to like, you know, get its nation's name out there, even though a lot of people don't even realize that like they're using a site linked to Tuvalu in the first place sometimes. That is so interesting. Let's talk about Anguilla, which is a British territory in the Caribbean and is another of these islands that seems to have gotten pretty lucky with its domain suffix. So its code is .ai. What did you learn about that? Yeah, exactly. So as you may be able to guess, um, .ai is used by a lot of uh, people and businesses as a stand-in for artificial intelligence. Um, this um, domain suffix will be used by AI-based businesses and projects or uh, blogs, for example. And uh, in part thanks to this, um, the .ai domain brings in about $3 million a month for Anguilla, which is approximately one-third of the government's monthly budget. Um, and those profits increased a lot after the launch of ChatGPT in November 2022. Um, Vincent Cates, who's the president of Data Haven Net Limited, uh, which handles accounting related to the .ai domain on behalf of the Anguillan government, uh, predicts that profits could continue to increase as artificial intelligence gains prevalence. We'll be right back with more on the international marketplace for domain suffixes with journalist Amy Thorpe. You're listening to Marketplace Tech. I'm Lily Jamali. We're back with journalist Amy Thorpe. We have to talk about the .io suffix, which is another one we see a lot with these tech sites. But this one has something of a more controversial backstory, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, it does. So um, .io is assigned to the Chagos Islands or to the um, British Indian Ocean Territory, which is um, an archipelago south of India. And um, the associated domain hack that people um, use it for is input-output because that's like a common computing term. So if you have a tech startup, for example, and you want to make it more mar marketable, then perhaps you'd go and use this as part of your domain. Um, in 1973, the UK deported the Chagos Islands inhabitants to Mauritius and the Seychelles to make way for a joint UK-US military base, which is still there today. Um, currently, the profits from the .io domain are handled by a company called Internet Computer Bureau, and the UK government has denied that they receive a cut of these profits. Um, but meanwhile, the Chagosian people have... Uh, 
long been campaigning to financially benefit from the .io domain because they haven't received any of the income from it, despite it being linked to their native geographical territory. Um, so, for instance, in 2021, the Chagos Refugees Group initiated a claim to receive a fair share of the .io profits. Um, but as of today, the sovereignty of the Chagos Islands and the question of who should receive the .io earnings are still being disputed. And that name, Internet Computer Bureau, it sounds... Uh... <laughs> It sounds a little suspicious. I'm sorry. To say. <laughs> it's like almost too generic. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's there's been some uh, back and forth. Um, like, so pretty much the guy that is the president of Internet Computer Bureau, Paul Kane, he has claimed that the UK government does get a cut of the .io profits, whereas the UK has claimed they actually don't. So there's been some suspicion like surrounding this company in particular. You got to wonder where all that money's going. Well, before we let you go, I want to know from you, based on your reporting, is this practice of buying domain suffixes, which is pretty rife in the tech industry, it sounds like, is it a good thing from what you can tell? I think uh, overall, domain hacks, especially for um, like small island states, have been a way for for these places to kind of reappropriate digital borders to their financial benefit. Um, and uh, as I said before, also kind of assert their country's presence online, even though in some cases their physical presence in the world is being encroached upon by climate change or by rising sea levels. Um, so, so yeah, I, I feel like from a personal standpoint, I think it seems like it's rather a, a positive phenomenon that's um, helping assert these countries' presence um, like on the internet and also boosting their economies in, in one way or another. That was journalist Amy Thorpe. Rosie Hughes produced this episode. I'm Lily Jamali, and that's Marketplace Tech. This is APM. We all want to be our best selves, but it can be an expensive journey. From experimenting with alternative medicine. I was working with a natural, holistic nutritionist and never really thought about the cost. To splurging on fast fashion. I was spending like all my tips. I was definitely spending like $200 a week. I'm Rima Hreis, host of Marketplace's This Is Uncomfortable. This season, we explore the cost of self-care and the real motivations behind our spending choices. Listen to This Is Uncomfortable wherever you get your podcasts.